How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome into another episode of Suncast. My name is Reagan Harold. That man is Joshua Blackmore. And today we are talking about a massive game going on in West Palm Beach tomorrow. The Kaiser Seahawks are in a semifinal matchup against the school. Uh, I, I, I know kind of well, College of Idaho, the Yotes. Awesome uh, athletic department out there, man. Josh, uh, just tell you a little bit about College of Idaho, the fall they've had. Cross-country champions, men's soccer, women's soccer final site. Uh, softball team's always really good. They were an opening round uh, team last year, uh, usually a pretty solid baseball team uh, as well. Really good athletic department there. And, of course, uh, they won the basketball uh, red banner, men's basketball red red banner. Uh, they're a really good athletic department, a lot like Kaiser, uh, two really well-known overall brands in the NAI, squaring off for a chance to go to Durham, North Carolina. Kaiser trying to get back there to avenge uh, last year's loss. Uh, and then College of Idaho, they're representing the Cascade Conference. Josh, a lot of miles in between the two. But uh, I got my, my key matchups uh, for the game, but I would love to hear yours first. Um, we, we talked with, with Wendell yesterday. and That's right. That's right. So I forgot to say in the intro, we, we, got, we got an interview uh, with uh, Wendell Fillard at the end of this uh, episode. Great, uh, great episode. Uh, great interview uh, with, a, with Agent Zero. But uh, like you're saying, Josh. Yeah, after um, talking with Wendell, um, we were discussing a little bit what what Kaiser was preparing for, and they're preparing for um, a dual threat quarterback, which is challenging at any level, let alone NAI. It's very tough to do. I mean, you got to defend a guy who can throw the ball well and run at the same time. You know, game plan for both. Um, it just makes it extremely tough on you. You know, every you know every phase of your defense, your defensive line can't overcommit. Linebackers can't overcommit. Defensive backs got to cover longer, like Wendell told us. So I think the the Kaiser defense is something I'm going to be really interested in, in watching because they're up for a big challenge, a team who scores a lot of points um, and a very, very elusive quarterback. They, they're definitely going to have their hands full, but definitely nothing they can't handle. Now, I, I think that's a really good point. I look over to the uh, defensive side of the ball with College of Idaho. Uh, for, for them to win this game, Josh, they're going to have to do what, they, what they've what they done all year. It's have really good linebacker play from um, Matthew uh, Iwamizu. Uh, apologies if I'm saying that wrong, but uh, him, Willie Nelson, Tanner Leaf have been absolute beasts of linebackers this year. Um, they have combined for about 25 tackles for losses. And get that. Yeah. And uh, quick math. Yeah, nine sack, not nine sacks. I was make make sure I did that right. I didn't mix that up with their play. But yeah, those three have played really good in linebacker position. And what Kaiser's done really well all season, their brand of football, and something uh, uh, that Wendell talked a little bit about too. Uh, what their style is is ground and pound. Jaden Meisinger and and uh, I, I I think w w with him you got to have really good linebacker play if you if you do uh, plan on stopping him and Andrew uh, Burnett. It's going to come from those three guys. It's going to come from Willie Nelson, Tanner Leaf, and uh, Matthew. Uh, it was it was you for College of Idaho. If those three guys are able to really fill holes all day and cause problems for the offensive line, you got you got to like the matchup for Kaiser's offensive line against any defensive line in the country. But uh, those three linebackers are going to have to have a really really uh, big day. They're going to have to be able to get Jaden, uh, get Andrew in the backfield before they're, they're able to break big runs. They're going to try to uh, get them in passing situations, get them in some second and nines, third and third and seven, third and eight, 
try to get them in, in those kind of downs um, and then go go from there. They have a really good corner as well. And uh, Chip Mitchell, uh, he's, he's had a really good year. He's got four interceptions and uh, nine pass breakups in 12 games for the Yotes. But, uh, you, you know, I, 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 I like – I wanted to add to yes, that, sir. the interceptions. Um, they do they do have 15 interceptions on the year, so they're averaging more than one a game along yeah. with – with a fumble. So on average for the year, they they have 16 turnovers in what looks like 12 games, averaging a turnover game. So like you were saying about those third, third and medium and third and longs, if Kaiser is in those situations, it's going to be very important. Beasley doesn't turn the ball over. And that's something that the Yotes do very well is get, you know, getting pressure or, you know, breaking passes up, intercepting passes. So it's, that's going to be a very interesting point as well. See if he can keep the ball away from the Yotes. Now, it was a big reason why they were able to beat Grandview. Had a big interception. Uh, I believe it was a pick six late late in that game. If it wasn't, it was a big interception. They scored uh, short shortly after, but uh, I believe it was a pick six. But and they had they had two picks that game, one with 104 yards in return from the from the two picks. So I think you'd be right with saying that. Yeah, and so so either way, I mean, two big interceptions. Look, they did what what they're doing this year is what uh, Kaiser did last year, and that's go on the road. And uh, and and get wins that they went uh, to Montana Western, who they played earlier in the year. They uh, they played Montana Western uh, week three of the season. They won 37, 35, and then they went on the road and beat them 49, 42. I mean, Josh, you know how hard it is to beat a team twice in one one season. But of course, their most impressive win is at Grandview 31, 17. They play in the Cascade. um, Not exactly a powerhouse per se um this season they had a good carroll team of course that beat uh st thomas uh college of idaho did did beat carroll ed carroll 35 to 31 but they're sitting at 11 and 2 or 10 and 2 on the years and something uh just kind, kind of going through the stats and everything that i've noticed they do very well josh is coming out of halftime they've outscored opponents 154 to 49 uh that's the that's the second most they're averaging scoring per quarter they average 157 in the second or not, you know, average if you're averaging 157 points in a quarter i don't think you need to really play defense but uh like i was saying they scored 157 points in the second quarter 154 in, in the third and their best defensive quarter is undoubtedly the third quarter averaging or the opponents have only scored 49 points so less than a touchdown uh, which which, which just brings me to an interesting point because Kaiser has been used to getting a lead early in the game and almost can kind of coast in the second half, which it hasn't ne- they haven't necessarily done that because they've been able to kind of kind of constantly score and move the ball. But say say this does arise and Kaiser does get a lead and they kind of put on the brakes potentially, and you know Co- College of Idaho could you know could um, capitalize on that and get back in the game. So it's definitely going to be important for Kaiser. To, you know, to really to really focus in that third quarter, knowing that College of Idaho is really successful in the third quarter. Yeah, and I think an, uh, another uh, another point, Josh, is going to be getting to the quarterback. Something that Kaiser did really well against Bethel, who we talked about their passing attack last week and how potent it was. And, I mean, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the receivers here in a minute, but College of Idaho has got a really good passing attack as well and they also have really good offensive line play when you look at the sack numbers they've got 30 sacks as a team they've only allowed 10 this year so um it's a little uh, almost they're averaging almost three sacks per game and giving up less than a sack per game which great numbers but like we're saying what kaiser did uh really well with sending blitz uh sending uh jalen willis hunter uh hargrave uh sending wendell 
uh, Fillard on these blitzes. If they're able to do that and get home, that's going to be massive. We talked about the linebacker play for the Yotes and stopping the run game for Kaiser. If they're able uh, to get the linebackers, uh, send some blitzes uh, and send them right when they do get in that, you know, you know, second and seven, second and six, and then make it a third and 12, third and 13 uh, after a sack. I mean, that would be massive for them to try to steal some uh, some possessions. But, Josh, uh, th- they have some great receivers a- as well. They have three players or two players sitting over 700 yards, another one in John Creep sitting uh, just under that 645. But Brock Richardson and John Schofield are the main two guys. Uh, they're both over 770 yards on the year Schofield's the main target with 11 touchdowns, big guy in the red zone. Um, and then Richardson and Cripps, they both sit there with seven. So a real three headed monster, but it's really those three guys that have been uh, the main receiving points for Andy Peters, the quarterback. Absolutely. And, you know, I think Kaiser is more than prepared for, for this game. You know, they've kind of seen all different kinds of offenses and they've seen some ground and pound. They've seen some air raid with Flomo. Um, St. Thomas being some ground and pound, they've seen, you know, the area with Flomo and they've had some really tough competition early on, which which we've discussed, you know, plenty of times. Um, so it's going to be I think it's going to be a really good game, but definitely Kaiser has definitely has an advantage with the being at home. It's going to be a lot warmer than College of Idaho is used to. College of Idaho has to travel across the whole entire country, which we did see Kaiser have no problem doing last year. But, you know, Kaiser has been excellent at home this year. Excellent. I mean, they haven't. They haven't lost a football game in three months, um, and a lot of those games have been at home. And they have played some pretty important games at the end of, at the end of the season there, and then the Sun Conference with with St. Thomas and Flemo being very very big games in terms of Sun Conference championships. So I think they're you know they're battle tested, um, and I think I think Kaiser is ready to go, and I like the Seahawks. Oh yeah, I'm taking the Seahawks, no doubt. Um, you know, a, a little side note, uh, College of Idaho's. Uh, a university I got to I got got to know well in the spring. I interviewed uh, Hey Loffer and Coach uh, Al from the softball team. Uh, great people out out, out there. Um, but through through there, there is a, another account associated with College of not associated with College of Idaho, but they are called Barstool Yotes. Um, they uh, they have found SunCast, and we have um, you know they they, they have their, their their opinions on the game. They certainly think the the Yotes will have something to say about uh, Kaiser's run this year. But it's going to be a lot of fun, man. It's going to be a great game. Um, I, but I do think the Seahawks are going to handle business, man. When I when I when I, when I look when I look at how they played the last couple of weeks, I mean they have been on death, murder, kill mode. I mean they've been at eight hundred pound. Gorilla. Standing on business, they've been standing on business. Uh, been a recent, a-, a recent trend in our social media world: the Seahawks have been standing on they, business. I mean, Bryce Beasley literally said that after they scored a touchdown. He said, "We stand on business," and they have done that. They've done that tremendously well, Josh. Um, yeah, I, I, again, I go back to to the key points. It's going for College of Idaho to pull off this upset. They're going to have a tr- have to have tremendous, tremendous, tremendous play from the second level. They're going to have to have their linebackers plug plug in everywhere and just neutralize the Kaiser running game. That's really uh, the, yeah, they're going to have to make the Seahawks one dimensional. Yeah, if they do that, then I think it becomes a game. Um, other than that, if Kaiser is able to do what they've done and have have Andrew and have Jaden go for 120 yards each. I don't, I just don't see, see a way 
that uh, you're going to have College of Idaho be, be able to win this game. Um, you, your other thing that I look at is Andy Peters. Andy Peters is going to have to have an insane game for College of Idaho. Um, he's going to have to outplay Bryce Feasley. Um, he's going to have, have to av- avoid the rush. And I think that they are a bit more one, one-dimensional. I think um, they are a lot like the Bethel team that, that – uh, that the Kaiser played last week. They just have a little bit better of a quarterback, honestly. And I think you brought up a really good point as as well, Josh. You said they're a lot like Flomo. Uh, I agree with that. I think their offense is best comparable to Florida Memorial with a better offensive line. That's probably about what I would compare their offense to. And I think their defense is really solid. Um, but like we said, I – I think Kaiser uh, is is going, going to roll in this. I think the offense could struggle a little bit at at times. You got to be careful also uh, on special teams with them. They have a really dynamic uh, uh, kick returner who has a couple of touchdowns. Uh, as yeah, well. they, have, they have two kick kick return touchdowns. I mean, they almost have a thousand yards of return yardage, so they definitely take kicks out. I mean. Besides, like a little stretch there, they they take out most of the kicks. They they run them back, like they at least attempt. They they don't really they don't really return punts much though. Yeah, I didn't really see much from the punt return, but uh, there it is. Caden uh, Cobb, uh, he has twenty five returns. He's averaging thirty yards a return. He has two touchdowns. Uh, he, he is dangerous. Punt return, they're yeah, they're pretty safe. Um, I don't. I didn't see anything on here as far as if they blocked a punt this year. I'm sure we could find that though. Um, that wasn't something I had. But anyways, um, the kicking game's not too strong. Jacob Demott's uh, four, four for eight. Um, everything's been within four, forty yards. Uh, for for him, it looks like. But yeah, hey, it's going. It's going to be a, a, a. I think it's going to be a really good game. But like I said, I um, I, I think Kaiser's defense going to dominate this game. I think Kaiser's offense is going to find a way. And I think we're going to be sitting to the tune of something 38-21 to the Kaiser Seahawks bucket. And mm-hmm. I am also going to say who's – I'm trying to think about the other side. I, you know what? I'm going to say it. I think it will be a rematch. I know Northwestern has uh, struggled a little bit, but I think it will be a rematch. Northwestern, Kaiser, bucket for Durham, North Carolina, Monday, December 18th. I love it. You got a score prediction? Um, Let's do something fun with the score prediction, man. What what I say? What I say? I said what? Thirty eight twenty one. Is that what I said? Yeah. All right. I'll say thirty eight twenty one. You say your score, and whoever is closer, the loser has to buy them dinner. Okay. All right. Maybe some chipotle. Mm-hmm. I swear, that's where my head was at. I like that's where we're at. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. Hey, hey, I'm I like not gonna lie. I, hey, I got, I got to tell you this too. So you may or may not be getting a phone call in a little bit. I know you're going, you're going to just move after this, right? Eventually, yeah. Yeah, I, you're definitely gonna be getting a phone call from Blaine and Seth. They're gonna be wanting you to pick up uh, Chipotle on the way back. Go figure. Go figure. <laughs> um, score prediction. Let's see. Um, let's go. Let's go 45 14, Kaiser. Woo! So you're sticking with the blowout train. Yeah, I'm just gonna stretch the stretch the lead a little bit. Yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, I let's be honest, like, the way they played the last actually, scratch that, scratch that, scratch that. What you got? What you got? 45 24. 45 24, a little bit closer. Yeah, they're gonna kick a field goal at some point. Sure, sure, yeah. we can see that. 
we could see that. Um, yeah, man, I think I think it's I think it's gonna be a fun game. It's gonna be a fun game. It's gonna be a great time. I've had a great I've had a great time. Um, I mean, shout out, shout out, Paul, shout out, um, everybody with with Kaiser do, doing their thing down there. Um, I mean, great game day, game day, out of boy, great uh game day atmosphere, everything. Uh, it's a great time. Uh, real quick before Josh, you done for the semester? I have one assignment to take care of after this, and then I'm done. So I got like 30 minutes of work, and I'm done. Well, you can, you, can, you can call it done. The end is here, ladies and gentlemen, isn't it? I, I turned it. I turned in my last uh last project. Did the presentation. Did the uh did my final exam today. Ninety on ninety on the uh presentation. Ninety five on the final exam that brought the grade and principles of management or was it, yeah principles of management up. To a B, so we're chilling. We have all A's and B's on the semester. Look at this. Fire me up. We are Fire free me. men. We are free men. Free men. I'm free. Free for free. I'm about to go play Fortnite. I love it. I love it. <laughs> all right, everybody. Uh, have a great weekend. I'll kick it over uh, to Mr. Uh, Wendell Fillard and ourselves now. Okay, we welcome on a very special guest. It is a guy that has terrorized offenses and kick, kicking units across the Sun Conference the last few years, myself included, Mr. Wendell Fillord. Wendell, how we doing, baby? We're doing good today. How you doing? Hey, great, man. Great time. Uh, we talked with Paul just before. It's a little, little cool in Florida. It's a Chris 66 uh, uh, up here in, in Lake Wells, I imagine. Maybe a little bit warmer in, in West Palm Beach. But College of Idaho, they certainly got a little bit cooler weather uh, themselves uh, coming down. What can you tell us about the Yotes? Well, they have a good quarterback. You know, he's their main source of offense. You know, he lead the team in rushing and passing. So we're really focused on him. But besides that, he got a couple good receivers, and but mainly the quarterback. From a defensive back standpoint, uh, how different is it preparing for a dual threat quarterback? Because obviously, like, like you said, uh, Colorado has some good receivers, but when you have a quarterback that's that that dynamic of a runner, how does that kind of change your responsibilities on defense? We have to be more focused because now we got to worry about scramble drills more often. Have to cover way longer than we usually do in a pocket passer. So we got to stay focused and not get our eyes in the backfield so they don't get like a, a big play because one of us in the backfield and our man went up the field and the quarterback threw it. So we just got to stay more focused on the receiver and hope our D-line the linebackers could handle the quarterback on uh, scrambling. All right. Um, Wendell, I'll introduce myself. I'm Josh. Nice to meet you. Um, I had a couple of questions as well. So the defense has been a pretty strong unit all year for you guys. Uh, you know, kept you in you know, all the games and helped you get that offense on the field a bunch and, you know, get a big lead. Um, what would you say has been the keys to success for you guys this year? Well, our keys to success is basically just stopping the run. And, you know, our offense always, they 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 run heavy, so it chews down the clock a lot. So, therefore, we'll get the ball more, get the ball to them more. gives us less um, offense against us, less time to have the ball, and they have to go to passing. And, you know, we love – our defense love to be thrown because – we could just stop it easily and just get our offense three and out, get the ball back. Yeah, I've had a really good uh, defense from what I've got to see, especially the last couple of weeks and uh, some of the more important games of the year. Y'all are really disciplined defense. That's uh, how I would describe it. And then obviously a very aggressive, y'all are able to rally to the ball uh, really well. How would you describe the Seahawks defense? I'll say um, very fast paced. You know, we don't like to let quarterbacks sit back and just throw all over us. So 
you got to throw it quick. And if it's either like a gamble, you know, we blitz, the blitz don't hit, then we got to hope our DBs can cover the deep ball because, you know, that's what's coming because we have no help over top. Yeah, you did a really good job blitzing against Bethel. Obviously, uh, Tavon Sutton does a really good job getting to the quarterback, a couple other guys as well. Can you talk about some of the guys who have done a really good good job getting to the quarterback this year? I'll say JT, Jatavius Black, number eight, D-lineman. Tyvon, you know, he's doing a good job. He came – he didn't play the first few games because he had an injury, but later on in the season, he's been a big help for us. And then you got Jay Will, of course, the linebacker number six. Yeah. And i say – Hunter Hargrave keeps a good thing. People don't really talk about him much, but he's been a real big help to us on that aspect of our defense. Um, so in addition to being like a leader in the secondary for for the defense, you return punts as well, and I've had a lot of success. Can you talk about the pride y'all take in your special teams and how much that impacts you each week? We go over special teams every day, probably more than any other any other um any other side of the football because they say special teams where you win football games it's not really offensive defense it's about field of advantage so the more we can help our offense get close to the end zone it helps us be able to score and to keep the defense on the field short amount of time because the team backed up so now they're trying to run the ball just so they don't get stayed back there so you know it helps us a lot yeah, I don't know the exact stats uh, behind it, but I do know for a fact there's no returner that, that I've gone up against in my four, four years of starting and playing uh, as a punter. I don't think there's a returner that has more return yards against me th than you. <laughs> y'all y'all have a, a great unit. You're obviously uh, really dynamic. I mean, when you see, uh, see you play, uh, my mind goes to a guy – um, like Jabril, Jabril, Jabril Peppers for uh, Michigan uh, a few years ago. Uh, Deion Sanders is obviously a guy people look at when you talk about dynamic returner that also plays defensive back. Um, you, were there any guys that you kind of mimicked your your uh, get game after? Well, the one person I really looked up to is Ed Reed, but, you know, Ed Reed wasn't really like a big punt returner or kick returner because I know it might not seem like it, but I pride defense over, you know, return. <laughs> but I love returning because it gives me the glory, but I really love defense more than special teams if I had to pick one. I, I love Ed Reed. I've watched, I've watched a lot of YouTube videos of him and Ray Lewis, that, that Ravens defense, <laughs> that early 2000s Ravens defense. Ooh, E.D. Reed, boy, ooh. <laughs> he's tough, man. He, he's. Uh, do you think? Do you think he's the uh, the best safety of all time? Behind uh, Sean Taylor, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's no, fair. no, Sean, Sean, Sean was like that, like that for sure. Um. So, similar question. Um. If, who were some of the players that you learned learned from early in your college career? Like some some teammates that you know maybe were a little older when you got to Kaiser. Um, I said Caleb Walsh because back he he was fast. He ran like a 10, 10, 8, 10, 7. I'm probably shorting him, but he was fast. So and I love blocking for him, but I just knew it was my opportunity. I had to, you know, do do the same things he do, not far of a drop off. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, uh, I asked this question uh to Jaden Jaden last week, but you you've you've been there, I think, about the same time. You came in with Jaden, correct? Or did you get there a, um, a year before? I think y'all both got in like came, COVID season, right? Yeah, I came in the spring. He came in the fall. So gotcha. we played the same season. Gotcha. Yeah, that whole weird, weird season, playing football in April yeah. and all that. But uh, anyways, the last couple of years, you've gotten to really see what Coach Sosha Coach has done, building up the Seahawk football programs and uh, one of the standards for NAI 
football and you know ho- hopefully uh, be, uh y'all will be able to win, win these next two games and uh really cement something really special uh in the sun conference can you just talk about uh coach social and what he's done to uh d- develop you as a football program and why do you think he's had so much success in west palm beach i think he has much success because mainly he just doesn't he he's it's really black and white he got a culture he know what he want and if you're not with the program then you have to leave and i think he did a very good job of just you know weeding out like the people who was just trying to go against him that could probably like poison the team if i must say and just have everybody bought in buy in and, you know just believe that we could do what no other team has done and you know he came from a winning program in high school so he just brought that culture to us and you know if it works why leave it so you know i just think he did a very good job just helping us believe in ourselves and in him. Well, it certainly has worked, but y'all have had to make some adjustments uh, throughout the season. You mentioned uh, in the post-game interview uh, after the Bethel game, you talked about uh, how some teams may feel like they could attack the secondary a little bit more after uh, some of the games earlier this season, like Valdosta State. But playing that Division II competition, them, Mississippi College, who y'all nearly beat, um, and then a huge win early in the year against a top NAIA team in Lindsey Wilson. How does that – uh, experience playing those teams, how that helped uh, your position group in the secondary, but also the team in general? Yeah, I think it, it was not more so the secondary. I think it was more of like the team. I think everybody, because sometimes we tend to play, like last year you've seen, we tend to play down to our competition. So it would be close games with Ave, but then we'll go up and give Vadasta a good run for their money. You know, it really doesn't correlate. So I just think we did a good job this season not playing down in our competition and just really staying up to the high level, elevating our game each and every week. Not going to lie. You said that. I thought about last year uh, when y'all uh, played us at Weber. I was like, that's pretty, kind of close game, like 33-16. I was like, we, 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 got, we got to keep it close with them this year. <laughs> and not, not so much the case uh, this year. Uh, after that, the onside kick, it was kind of downhill uh, f- from there and there. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, building off that answer that you, you just gave us, um, after a national championship loss a season ago, what's been the message throughout the post throughout this postseason? Um, the job's not finished. You know, we I think we got a little too excited after the semifinal games. I think me included, we, everybody thought like we won a national championship already. We we beat the number one team, the two team, and the four team, and we was like, okay, they ranked number three, so they're not better than one and two, and we beat them. So obviously, we're gonna beat them, but that's just not the case this year. We're taking everybody. With with the same grain of size last week, yeah. I mean, they've certainly done that in the in their t- in their uh, yeah. couple of playoff games. I mean, they, I, I remember uh, last week against Bethel. I think it was the I, I think it was the last touchdown to make it uh, 56, uh, 14. And uh, I, I was talking uh, with with one of those GAs, and we were like, oh, "This is a blow." And the uh, back judge referee just looked behind and just went. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The referees were ready to put on put on the running clock last week, but I don't know. I don't know if it'll be be the case this week. Uh, I I have to admit, I kind of hope it's a little bit closer of a game. But I mean, it, it's been fun. I, it's got to be a lot of fun for y'all, especially last year uh, going on the road, which I'm sure was a great experience. But to be able to play three home games in West Palm Beach in front of the fans, in front of the community, how awesome has it been this year? It's been great just because of the weather, you know. I don't know if you know, but <laughs> it's so it's not really part of our genetics from down here to just be able to go up there in the cold one for two or three days and just play a football game. But we did a good job last year, but it was really the weather. I think is yeah. the main part that we're happy about not going to be in the cold fall 
three, four weeks, Trevor. I remember right before you came in for the post-game interview last week, uh, Paul was talking about you, uh, you, uh, where I think y'all were at Morningside, where you went outside, just went and we said, nope, and just went right back outside. He's like, hey, we still got to play in this. <laughs> yeah, it was Grandview. Grandview was Grandview, like, it was okay. like four degrees outside and it was windy and okay. it was just, I'm not used to that. Who do you, what position group do you think that affects the most? Like it being that that cold, like you think that that affects like running backs or receivers? I I mean, per, I ain't gonna lie. You try to kick a ball in that that kind of weather, it's like you're trying to kick a brick. <laughs> I would say I would say receivers, but we don't throw the ball that much. So I would say yeah. DBs because we have to be ready to run every play. Like we don't know what the offense is doing. We have to be able to run every play. You know, catch the ball they throw to us. Tackle tackling hurts way more in the cold yeah. than in warm weather. So I would say DBs. Yeah, uh, I'm you, good on that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm cool. I'm, I'm gonna cool say in Florida. No, I'm I'm cool. good. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> I, I played my freshman my freshman year in Missouri, and I was like, yeah, I got to get back down south. This is insane. I'm, I can't I can't wake up and it's seven degrees outside. I, I I'm chilling on that. But uh Wendell uh I really pre appreciate you uh coming on hey if you got anything else uh, you, you want to talk about mention anything Mike's all yours brother I'm good everything's pretty much been said yes sir hey really excited uh we'll see you down there uh Saturday and best of luck thank you have a good day